episode, episode 11 of the Bible and Mass. We are so glad that you are here joining with us as we um, continue to read through the Bible. And Dexter, how are we reading through the Bible this time? This time we are using theme. This is season two, and we have been having some amazing guests. Um, and when I say themes, so I'm taking on like an idea and I'm running it through the book. And what it does, it keeps me really focused. Let me, what reading does for me, Liz, is reading helps me look at my life reflectively. Mm. Um, and the theme, themes do that. So the theme we are using for the book of Job is understanding suffering while empathizing with the sufferer. So Job friends, they were supposedly there to comfort Job, but instead of comforting him, they brought him even more pain. What if they had been empathetic? What would that have been like? Um, and, and so I'm, I'm reading the book of Job and asking, okay, what could they have done better? How could they have supported him? And I couldn't find a better team of women to invite to our um, to this episode that has dealt with people who are constantly suffering, who are facing hardship. And I wanted to know from these extraordinary women, how do you guys, how do you guys work with people who has brought probably a lot of suffering on themselves? How do you not judge them? Um, and that's why we have um, Jesse and Vanessa. Welcome, Jesse and Vanessa. We're so glad you've joined us here today. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here. Good. So before we get into the book of Job, why don't we begin with a word of prayer? Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you again that we can read your word together and that we can study and that we can share from what we've read and what we've learned through our own experiences. And may you um, bless this time and um, bless those who are hearing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And Amen. To finish my introduction, Liz, so yes. one of the things I admire, let me start with Vanessa Anderson. Um, it's, it's One of the things I deeply admire about her is not her worshipping prowess as she leads us in praise and worship a number of times. It's not her leadership in Hope Ministries, but the fact that she's Trini. <laughs> I know it's silly. It's silly. Yeah, two Trinis are wrong. <laughs> That's right, Trinidad. And Jesse, y'all, um, oh my goodness, Jesse is just phenomenal. She's crazy. Um, she is a powerhouse for the kingdom of God. Um, and what they do, what they do is they run a ministry called Hope Ministries. Hope Ministries, um, part of the ministry, they visit um, shelters and do ministry at the shelters. They have a home, actually, where they house people that's been off of the, you know, that, that they help to come off the street, they feed the homeless, and they even run an orphanage in Jesse's home country, and that's Haiti. Um, so the, the type of the type of ministry they, they do, I'm stuttering. It is so amazing, um, and we just want to hear some of their stories. Mm -hmm. so that's why we we had them come on. And, and ladies, thank you again for making the time to make this happen. Pleasure to be here. Thank you again. Thank you, too. Okay, well, let's get into the book of Job. So you want to grab your Bibles, and we're going to be jumping around a little bit here. We're going to start in the chapter 16 and verse 4 to 5. 
I also could speak like you if you were in my place. I could make fine speeches against you and shake my head at you, but my mouth would encourage you. Comfort from my lips would bring you relief. So this is here, Job speaking. Yes. And um, is he, he's responding to, or he's speaking his to good, to his friends. Mm -hmm. That's right. So the point that we get from this is a judgmental spirit stifles empathy. And we know from remembering from Job how his friends had quite were judgmental of him and stuff. Um, so our question is, how could we avoid judging people before before knowing their story? Right. Jesse, Vanessa, this is all you guys. Uh, like I said, a lot of the people you work with may have brought a lot of the trials and the pain and the suffering on themselves, whether um, addiction, whether bad attitude. How, how do you look past that and just minister to them? How do you not blame them? How do you not throw their past in their faces? Okay, and I think one of the most important things is that when you are doing a ministry, sometimes your Lord or the Lord, something to come in your life that is related to the ministry. That's gonna become more efficiently about it. First of all, if we are disciples of Jesus, it doesn't matter, it's, it's normal when somebody's going through a hard time to judge the person and to don't want to deal with that person. When it comes to God, it's the opposite. Mm. When we are in need, when we are forgotten, this is when the, we can see the love of God. Wow. So this is very important to understand that when someone is going, to hard times, he needs the support. It can be physical, it can be financial, it can be spiritual. And for us to go and judge that person without knowing the stories is, is really hard because we have to try to put ourselves in the shoes of that person right. and understand many times people are telling me, why are you so interested about the homeless? Why they put that upon themselves? They, they, they drug addict, they drank, but I always tell them, they didn't choose to go to war for us. Mm. Of the homeless we met, they are veterans. Mm. And people have very strange way to cope with their experiences. Right. And remember, if it wasn't only for the Lord, who could not have been any different? Yeah. It's because we have the hope we know Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then we are alone, we know Jesus is with us. Mm -hmm. Because his plans for us are always good plans. Mm -hmm. Because before we were formed, he, knows, he knew wow. us wow. and the plans he had for us. Mm -hmm. So okay. knowing that, that's where our strength comes from. Okay. And then seeing these people in the situation, if Jesus, what Jesus will do, and we can see through the life of Jesus, whenever there is pain and suffering, he step in. Mm -hmm. right. If there was hunger, he give, he feed the people. Right. If there was physical problem, he healed them. So, who are our master? Who are we supposed to follow? Mm -hmm. 
I, I want to just piggyback on, on Jesse with what Jesse said. For me, I would ask the question why? Why are these people are why are these people in the circumstances that they're in? Many of them are victims of circumstances. Right. Okay. Right. Um, some of them, as Jesse mentioned, you know, they're veterans, they went to fight and uh, for this country, you know, uh, for us, for our freedoms, and they've come back and fallen on hard times and the system has not, you know, been there to support them. Uh, other individuals, you know, we're talking about, we have drug addicts on the street. How did they become drug addicts? You know, uh, what kind of issue, what kind of family did they grow up in? Were they constantly surrounded by these kinds of things, by drugs and alcohols? alcohol and as a result you know they've succumbed to the the society or the community you know um you know and also you have people with mental issue yeah do they true. choose that do they choose we need a lot of them with mental issues issue. they didn't choose to do that yeah. and remember in our society when you are when you have mental you know, have mental sickness this is a dead end mm-hmm. they don't do research they don't they don't see people have cancer diabetic, they do research, they find treatment. But when is your mind, when is your brain, it's a, it's a dead end. Wow. So, so that's one of the issues. They don't have no support system. They don't have no one that makes sure that they take their medication. A lot of people, they have issues, but if they have medication, they have a place to stay. To me, to tell you the truth, those homeless are my heroes. Wow. They are my heroes. Why? Because what they go through, the obstacles they face, none of us could take that. Mercy. You know, Jesse, you, you, I, I just want to let you know you, you're going to make me very mad if you make me cry today. And I'm coming, <laughs> I'm coming very close right now. Because you know, you know what I've learned? I've learned that, you know, every, like somebody said, everybody is going through something, which is why you really have to be kind. Yeah. Here's another thing. Here's another thing that Jesse just said. You don't know how you would react in a similar circumstance. Yeah. You don't know. So, so our 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 response really ought to be: Let me be empathetic. Let me have sympathy. Let me lend a helping hand. This is not the time to judge. Mm-hmm. For sure. Thank you. Um, let's keep going here on to number two now, and we're going to go back a bit to Job nine verse twenty four. When a land falls into the hands of the wicked, he blindfolds its judges. If it is not he, then who is it? So the tip that we get from this is when our religion makes us less empathetic. So mm. how, how do you know which aspects of your understanding of God hinders your ability to be more empathetic to people in need? Wow, it is a big, it is a big one. And you see, a good question. And here what was difficult about Job's situation. Job friends thought that you know if 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 you suffer is because you did something wrong. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't realize that there are circumstances beyond a lot of people control, vis-a-vis Jesse said mental illness, um, not having coping skills, mm-hmm. coming coming back after being wiped out, fighting for our country mm-hmm. beyond people's control. They didn't get that. They didn't really understand that there was a devil. So obviously they thought Job was sitting against God. So in a sense, the stories are a little complicated because if I don't know if they thought helping Job meant they were going against God. Like if they showed empathy 
then, well, I'm helping a sinful person. And, and one of my friends said, you know, I don't have a problem with their bad belief. I have a problem with their poor treatment of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if you guys have anything to add to this, where, where our religion or theology, um, I could just tell you one thing. You see, our when we have beliefs that make us think that we are exclusive, like we're the remnant mm-hmm. um, and other people are less than, those kind of beliefs, when you interpret it like that, it makes you treat people as inferior. And it makes you get into that judgmental blaming mindset. Yeah. All right. We'll jump ahead if you guys have anything on this question. Okay. Don't see anything. Yes. Okay. I think I think I think you've pretty much covered it. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, it's very easy for us. Yes, uh, as religious folk, to become uh, judgmental. Um, but we have to put ourselves in 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 the place of these individuals who we're judging. You know, and again, ask us, ask that question, you know, why? Why are they doing what they're doing? And if I were in their situation, how would I like to have been dealt with? You know, I, I mean, we, we uh, church folk, we can become very uh, pharisaical. You know, we know the law, we've, we've, we've kept the law, and here comes these uh, individuals who are not uh, up to standard. You know, and so, yeah, we begin to judge again, but that's a very dangerous thing because we don't know people's story. And because you don't know the story, you are not, we are not in the position to really judge. Only God knows the heart of the individuals and why they do what they do. And we, so we need to leave the judging up to him. Up to him. <laughs> and also, is a, I can give you a very simple uh, example. It's like, for example, if someone is hungry, right? Someone is hungry on the Sabbath. Okay, and now the person is sick, is at home, and he doesn't have the same belief as me, as us that we observe the Sabbath. But there is my friend, she's, you know, she's in the need. I'm not going to say, okay, this is my Sabbath. I'm not going to go to the store and get that person something to eat. I'm going to go to the store and make sure I get something for, thing for that person, cook it for that person, and to serve because that person comes first in God's eyes. Then if I have to do it next week, then I will make preparation because I was aware of it. And sometimes we block ourselves to do the work of God because of, of belief of doctrines. Good example. Mm, yeah, Good example. Yeah. Just, just see the, the yeah. reason the church would have a problem with what you just said is because yeah. you're acting too much like Jesus. That's your problem. <laughs> Behaving too much well, like Jesus. Jesus was a rebel. Exactly. Did you know that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, but, and Jesse, you said it up front. You know, who's our example? And, and yeah. you know, he, the, you know, they accused Jesus, like you said, Vanessa, he's a, he was a rebel. They accused him of being a glutton, a drunkard. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know what? He hung out with the type of people you guys rub shoulders with. Yes. yes, you got a yes. nasty reputation. Listen, do you remember that saying? Uh, show me a company and I'll tell you who you are. Uh-huh. Right. That's not always true. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We knock these cliches about as if it's gospel. Exactly. Good. I yeah. like that. Um, okay, let's keep moving on to number three now. And we're going to uh, Job 10, verse 12 to 13. You gave me life and showed me kindness, and in your providence watched over my spirit. But this is not what you concealed in your heart, and I know that this was in your mind. 
I want to break this down before you guys jump in. This, this to me is one of the most powerful passages in the entire book. Let me, let me tell you why. Job, this is why Job is an unbelievable, almost superhuman character. His faithfulness to God, Job actually thought God was Satan. Now, now, now follow me now. The type of things Job was accusing God of doing is what Satan was doing. Yes. Uh-huh. And Job thought that was God. Mm-hmm. But even though he thought the Lord was the devil, he's like, look, I'm going to still serve you and be faithful to you. Hear why? I know this is not you. Job actually thought God was going through a rough patch. <laughs> because because you, you, you read in verse 13, he's like, look, I know what's deep within your heart. Mm-hmm. And you're going to come around. That's the kind of faithfulness and love he had for God. Amen. That's what they, this, this cat was just absolutely unrealistic. His kind of faithfulness um, and, and, and the way he clung to God, no matter what was taken from him. So sorry, our, our question, I got carried away. No, I'm going to explain that. That's important. Okay, so the point that we can get from this is giving others the benefit of the doubt. So our question, what helps you come up with the most charitable interpretation for people's behavior? Right. Good question for you guys. When people are acting crazy, when you see them, <laughs> when you see them, you know, they, they, they're shooting up. Um, and you all kind of gave answers already. Mm-hmm. Mentally, mental instability, mm-hmm. um, coming back from war. And mm-hmm. trust me, if we see and experience what a lot of those folks experience, Mm-hmm. They don't even be here. Mm-hmm. The fact that a lot of the, the, the people you guys minister with, rub mm-hmm. shoulders with, the mm-hmm. fact that they're still here, it's an absolute miracle in itself. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So do you have anything else to add? What type of what do you tell yourself besides the mental illness? Besides, what do you tell yourself to make you keep going and to make you keep helping? It's a duty. As a child of God, it's a duty. We don't have a choice. If we are called God disciples, we must love. Wow. It's by our love they will know who has a, is his master, um, our master. Wow. So it's our duty as a human being and as following of God to do to follow his footsteps. And even they're mentally sick, <coughs> even they have issues, but they know when they are being loved. They know because I experienced it in downtown Miami. They call me the kitchen, the chicken lady. <laughs> as soon as Not my veggie chicken either. The chicken lady <laughs> from Kentucky Fried Chicken. As soon as our vent pull away, pull over there, everybody come to our side. You know why? Because I treat them the way I want to be treated. Come on. The food they eat, I can eat that food. My staff eat that food. Right. And people, and that's how we make a difference. They see the love of God in, our, in, in us more than any other different group. Because they say, that lady always brings us the best food. Wow. That's how we are known. Because it's not because they are homeless. It's not because they are you know, mentally sick. They know when you treat them with integrity and love and respect. Wow. Jesse, I, your philosophy has been my philosophy. I've always believed that. And I, in fact, 
I used to actually, and I mean, this was kind of silly in a sense, but I used to fast. We used to go do um, sandwich distribution on a Thursday in downtown Oakland. And I used to fast, you know, um, all, you know, um, my last meal would be lunchtime on Wednesday. And then my first meal would be the sandwich I would sit and eat with the homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it was, you know, it was a way of having solidarity. Okay, I'm hungry too. So this is probably how they're feeling. But the thing that you said that really, really resonates with me is what you did is you affirmed their dignity as people. Mm-hmm. And that's what you did. And we, I had an experience where we would, we would take prostitutes to restaurants mm-hmm. and sit down and dine with them. And, you know, one time this lady, she just started bawling, you know, in the middle mm-hmm. of her, you know, I'm like, girl, don't shame us. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, you know, Dex, listen, let me tell you something. We have never had a man treat us with such respect without wanting mm. something in exchange. Mm. Dignity that does wonders to, to mm. people. And that's Indeed. what you do. I love that. You Indeed. can eat what you're serving. Yeah. Yes. Less than. Yeah. Than and and I'd like to also add that for me, if nothing else, you say you love Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, he said, well, do it for me. Because when we've done all these things for the least of these, we've done it unto him. Right? So if for no other reason, you love Jesus, do it for him. Right. That's a very good point. Definitely. I like and then that. One, one more thing I want, I want to tell, uh, I want to tell you is also, we forgot one category of the homeless. Some of them, they had made mistake when they come to the country. But the simple mistake they made carried them throughout their life. And they never, they never have been forgiven. Right. Because when you go to look for work, you have to have a clean record. Right. If you don't have a clean record, they're not gonna hire you. Right. But you know, how many times we make a mistake and God forgive us. Mm-hmm. But the system, when someone came here, and they made a simple mistake without not knowing that's carried them out for the rest of the life. Mm. And then when they go apply for job, they cannot find job, so they give up. So the, the only way for them to, to live is to be on the street. Mm. And those are the ones we usually give you happy hands because those are the ones who make the choice, but also they made a mistake, but they have to know God, God forgive them, and they can move forward. That's another type of homeless that right. you see on the street. Mm-hmm. And, and it's another reason to have empathy. Um, mm-hmm. a, a cliche that all of us know, you know, um, if you feed a man with fish, you would feed him for the rest of his life. But if you, mm-hmm. him, if you teach him to fish, then he would feed himself. That's not yeah. always true. That's not always true. Because what if you teach him to fish, Mm-hmm. But but he is never given the opportunity to find the resources That's right. to, to buy the net and the boat. That's mm. right. That's and, uh, worse than that, what if he does find the resources to buy the net and the boat, but all the lakes are polluted? Mercy. You see, so 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 people, people don't understand that there are systemic oppression. There are yes. there are there are laws in place yes. that beat certain classes of people down and keep them entrapped. Yeah. Yes. People don't look at that. They, they always yeah. quick to think, well, yeah, it's their fault. They're lazy. Uh-huh. They're lazy. I know wealthy people who are more lazy than homeless people. 
Mercy. You know, so it's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not people's laziness all the time that have them where they are. Sometimes just terror breaks and awful laws. That's, uh, I'm done. Okay. Yes, that's, that's right. Okay. Well put, yes. Okay, well, let's go on to our final question here or thought also, and it's Job 12, verse three and four. But I have a mind as well as you. I am not inferior to you who, do, who does not know all these things. I have become a laughing stock to my friends, though I called on God and he answered, a mere laughing stock, though righteous and blameless. Mm. Uh, so wow. what we what's our tip here that we can learn is that am I really am I really being judgmental? So our question is how do you know when you're being judgmental? Yeah. This might sound like a silly, this might sound like a silly question, but I think I, I want to have empathy on people who are judgmental now because sometimes people are judgmental without really realizing it. They might even think they're doing God's service. Mm -hmm. being mean to people. Sometimes religion does that to you. But how do you know? What would you guys say to people that don't realize they're being judgmental? How? What are ways to identify, okay, that's judgmental. That's looking on your nose at people. Give us some ideas that you, because you guys have brought people on the streets with you, uh, members to work. What would be some of the ways you would direct them um, not to be snobs? Mm. You're gonna go for that. No, you go there. <laughs> let me just let me think. <laughs> because, but one of the things, let, let me jump in while you're thinking. Okay. One, of the, one of the things, one of the ways I think, based on what Job is saying, you know that you're not being nice is people's reaction. Because Job is clearly saying, God, in fact, one verse he says, You are miserable comforters, you are terrible physicians. I mean, I, I, I came to you, 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 you came to treat me, but you mistreat me. So a good way to know if you're being judgmental is, is how people react. Mm -hmm. I remember one, I wrote a book on my, my, the homeless church I started, and I began, I began getting the big head. I felt like a professional, a professional as to how to deal with homeless ministry. Mm -hmm. And I remember, um, so I'm a church, uh, inside the church, and one of my elders pulled me out. He said, uh, he said, Pastor Dex, we have a guy who's homeless and he's looking for help. So I get out there and I st I'm sticking my chest out, right? Because I'm like, I'm the man. You came to the right person. <laughs> so I got out there and I see the guy and the guy starts talking. I'm like, hey, let me tell you, man, listen, we do this for the homeless. We do that for the homeless. I said, man, we have an amazing ministry. And after talking for like five minutes, the guy just shook his head and he said, look, you do a, you say a lot of wonderful things, but you're a waste of time in my case. And, and he walked away. I felt like absolute rubbish. Mm. But it woke me up to how I was being prideful. Mm -hmm. And, and it, you know, it, 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 was a, it wasn't necessarily judgmentalism, but it was, I didn't help. Mm -hmm. I didn't do him any good. Um, go ahead, please. But also, that's why I'm going back to the first answer that I gave. Sometime, most of the time, God had brought something in our lives that is related to what in the ministry that we are serving. Because if we go into some 
other tribe or some kind of um, history that we share with the homeless, okay? For example, when we used to do Bible study at the shelter, right? The people will come to the study and they will be sleepy. They will be drowsy. But you might say that they're not interested. But when you share a story with them, you become compassionate because it's not them sleeping, it's the medication they take. The medication is very strong. And the side effect when you have mental issue or anything is make you drowsy. Right. So sharing, knowing that, what you do, you go next to that person and you put your arms around that person just to let him know that you're there to support the person. But before you be judgmental and say, they come to the study and they are sleeping. It is the most powerful thing when you are serving in the capacity that God has led you to go to trial for that. And now, instead of seeing negative, you do the positive out of your pain and you give out the positive. Wow. So it is, I learned that it's very, very powerful because you're living the story in your life. What is the best way to relate that story outside to the world, to the people who have the same, the same issue? Yes. Wow. We should be slow to draw conclusions, you That's know, nice. because again, we don't know uh, people's story. Um, and so I, I think for me, that's my takeaway from, from, from all of this, you know, I, 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 because I think, I mean, truthfully, I, I deal with this day in and day out, this whole thing about being judgmental. I mean, uh, I'm guilty. And so I believe this story, or this rather, this, um, this meeting, uh, this, this, this whole discussion that we're having has opened up my eyes you know, to, to my fault uh, um, in being, you know, judgmental. Um, even though just, you know, like Jesse, I mean, I, I help serve, you know, um, I, I don't know their story. Um, and and like a lot of people, I too, I'm, you know, I look at some of them and I'm like, you're young, you look healthy, why don't you have a job? You know, but um, just discussing this whole thing has really changed my perspective. We have a record. Uh, absolutely. Like you said, and, uh, keep them down. Yes, and yes. I, I, I certainly am more able to, to have empathy in dealing, these, uh, with, in dealing with these individuals moving forward. Wow. Wow. You guys, listen, if I wasn't among you, you highfalutin people, I would start <laughs> shouting right now. Let me just tell you, start shouting. This is good. Well, folks, listen, um, Vanessa, Jesse, again, your time is precious. You know, time is something you give away that you'll never get back. It's a part of your life you'll never get back, which is why when people give us their time like you guys have today, it means something to me. And um, I know people will be blessed or have been blessed by you guys sharing your heart, sharing your ministry. In our next episode, we'll be doing the book of Proverbs. So we kind of touched on poverty, uh, in Job, now we're going to touch on wealth. We're going to talk about building wealth in a righteous way. And I have a young, hot gun entrepreneur. He's about 23. Um, he has a goal. He's a target for making a million dollars of his country's money. Um, so, so next week, you guys don't want to miss, we're in the book of Proverbs, looking at building wealth in a righteous way. Hey, can I have his number? <laughs> 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 good one, good one there. <laughs> thank you again, Jesse and Vanessa, and thank you again to all our viewers. We want to continue um, to um, 
read our Bibles and to look at all the different things that we can learn from it practically in our own lives. So share this with your friends and your family. And to close, we want to um, just, I'm going to ask Vanessa if you could pray for us, please. Sure. That's why I had Father God, we just want to give you thanks and praise for this uh, time spent um, in your word, Lord. Your word is life. Your word is light. So we give you honor and glory for the topics we discuss. Lord, I know that I have been enlightened. I know that the viewers will grow from this discussion. And Lord, we just want to be more like you. So we thank you, Lord, for uh, having us gather in this fashion and for being able to expound in your word, Lord. Continue to be with each and every uh, participant, Lord. And Lord, we just bless your name and look forward to your soon return. In Jesus' name, we humbly pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.